You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is Jermaine Bryan reporting for Behind the Gloves. I'm here joined by Mikey McKinson. How you doing, mate? I'm very well, mate. Very well. That's good. Mikey, uh, how was your Christmas and New Year's? It was good. I was, um, I was in camp just before Christmas, actually, because this fight that's just been announced, this big fight, I actually originally thought it was January 22nd. So on December, I think December the 23rd, I found out it was moved back to March 19th. So I'd already done four weeks by Christmas, so it just allowed me to have couple of days where I could eat what I wanted and refresh myself and come into the new year fresh. Um, so I could eat over Christmas, uh, had a Christmas dinner. And um, yeah, but this was always in the back of my head. This fight was always there. So I'd, I'd, I trained all over the Christmas period, um, entered the new year at a good weight, happy, nice and fresh, ready to go again. Before we go on to that massive fight was just being announced, uh, I want to talk a bit about your fight last year, uh, last time out against Ronowski. Uh, you won by UD on fight camp. Uh, how happy was you with that performance and the win? Um, I was happy enough with, like, I thought it was every round. Like, I didn't, I didn't give him a round to him. And he was, he had a good record, 19-1. and one, um, Coming off a few good knockout wins as well. Uh, but after the first round, I hit him like hit him with a couple of good shots in the first round and I put him in a shell for 10 rounds. And for me, as my first fight as the A-side on a matchroom show, he didn't make me look as good as what I can look because mm. he, he didn't commit. He was very negative after a couple of rounds and I broke his heart. It just it showed in there that I was levels above the levels I've been competing at. And that's why when people say, oh, this next fight, do you think you're ready for this? Why not? Because look what I've been doing at the level, a few levels below. It's, I've made it look easy. That last opponent, it was easy. Hmm. No disrespect to Premier's Lorenowski, but it was easy. Yeah, I think a lot of fans could echo that uh, when watching that fight. They're like, they know you can go a few more gears up 
definitely by the way he performed and uh, they yeah, want to see but... you, they want to see you in there with some world class world class fighters. That's it. But some opponents, I get too comfortable with having it easy. Like that fight, I couldn't go through the gears. I couldn't go through the levels because I was that in control and that comfortable. When the um, the MC called called the judges' scorecards out, and one of the judges had it um, ninety eight, ninety two. That's t- gave him two rounds. I was like, what on earth is going on here? I thought it was a shutout. <laughs> so I was gutted that a judge gave him two rounds, to be fair. I thought it was every round to me. Yeah, like I said, that was a very comfortable night for you. Uh, I've seen you. I think you can go, everyone thinks you can go a few more levels above. And, and this this fight has not really surprised me. It might surprise a lot of fans, but it hasn't really surprised me. So we're going to talk a bit about this fight. You're fighting the undefeated Virgil Ortiz. 18 yeah. wins, 18 uh, uh, wins by knockout. I spoke to Lee and uh, a day before this fight was announced and he said that you text him, uh, as soon as Roger Ortiz was signed with MTA Global, you text him and said, I want to fight him. Why was that? Why was that the reason why you wanted to fight him? That was about 18 months ago, was it? Um, I think so, yeah. Over, the, over a year ago. I was, um, at a time, I was like, when am I going to get my big opportunity? I was, at the time, I was nagging Lee and every day like I want my big chance on the big stage and he was just like keep winning keep winning and it will come I was getting frustrated and it, it, it ended up coming against Congo but just before it came against Chris Congo any opportunity any big star I was like Lee get me in and as soon as he um signed like uh signed over 20k I was I messaged I think I messaged Lee like straight away I think I messaged him straight away, like, that can happen then. That can happen great. Like, look, it's no secret. The answer's always yes to me. I, I've taken every opportunity. I've I've had to take opportunities because I've had I've never been the favourite on anyone's like anyone's mind. Do you know what I mean? I've never had anything given to me. So I've had to take big opportunities. So um I did I did say to Lee that I would fight him a long time ago. Um since then, I've had my big break. I've shown it that big break and that signing with Matchroom wasn't a fluke because look what I did with Ranowski after the Congo fight. Um, and then you looked at you look at the WBI rankings. He's number one on number three, so it makes sense, doesn't it? Um, big step up. It's a I've, it's, I've got a mountain to climb. Like I'm a realist, but I know I can pull this off. I know I can pull it off and I'm going to get a lot of credit afterwards and like I deserve that credit. Do you know what I mean? I deserve the credit now for taking the fight, but everyone's congratulating me. Oh, McKinson, he's got a big set on him. Like, oh, he's got a lot of balls and stuff, but anyone can have a set on them. And it, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I haven't accepted the fight just to show oh, I'm brave. I've accepted yeah. the fight because I know I can win. Like this is the lottery ticket to change my future. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's a chance for you, like you cemented, for to make history and go and, and put your name out there in terms of British greats have gone over to America and overseas and, and won over there against against all odds. I'm going to go through a few names uh, who have done that, who've gone over, gone over to overseas in America and and won big fights in America. And that's the likes of Nassim Hamid, Carl Frampton, uh, Kel Brook, James Agell. Uh, 
and, and Darren Barker as well. Obviously, these are massive names. Uh, how big would it be for you to put your name along these uh, list of fighters going over overseas and win right, winning big? My name's, my name's going to be on that list very soon. You know, they're all great fighters. They're all some of the best fighters that Great Britain has produced. So um, for my name to be up there with their, like, that list you've just given me would be massive. Would be massive. Do you know what I mean? Um, like, I can pull this off. Like, people are saying, like, the uneducated people, a lot of them are Americans, but the, the uneducated people are saying Virgil Ortiz will walk through McKinson in three, four rounds. Like, we will see about that. You know what I mean? Like, I am, I'm not, like I've said before, I'm not in boxing just to be good. Everything I've done has been good. Like, I want to be in boxing to be great, do great things. Like, and, um, and yeah, like, and not just them names that you've reeled off. Lately, over the last half a year, you've had to go, go over to America. You've had from Spain, Sandor Martin go over and beat Mikey Garcia and, and upset the odds. Then you've had George Cambosis go over from Australia to beat, to beat Teofimo Lopez and upset the odds, you know. So it, it's the season of the underdog. It's the season of the underdog. And um, I love the underdog mentality i love being put as the underdog when i've got to prove everyone wrong i've done it before on a much smaller scale um this is time to do it on on a huge scale like i've gone from boxing at small venues in portsmouth and small venues in the south of england to headlining shows in america you know as they say trust the process <laughs> brilliant uh, you mentioned earlier that he's the WBO uh, number one and you're ranked number three. Can you say when with this fight potentially going to go on maybe fight next for that world title? Yeah, well, on paper, like I, I when I beat Ortiz, I'm going to be number one. Like I'm, I'm going to be number one. Do you know what I mean? So world titles will be coming, but for me, this Ortiz fight is my. This is my biggest fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is my world title. Um, I'd be a fool to look past Ortiz. Uh, I'm obsessed with Virgil at the moment. Like since I found out about this end of November, so I've been obsessed with him ever since then. I've been obsessed with him and his team. Um, people are saying, "Oh, this is going to lead to amazing things." Like, firstly, this is big for me and and my team and my my city. But winning this is huge for my future. Um, so I'm not going to get above myself, but all I'm not looking at March 20th, March 21st. I'm looking at March 19th. Uh, after I get the job done against Ortiz, then I can sit down and be like, look where I am. Look what I've done. Look where I am. These opportunities uh, are endless now. So, um, so yeah, let me get the job done against Ortiz and then I'll be calling out them, them superstars. Yeah. Because because March nineteenth, I'm going to become an overnight superstar. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a, it's a fantastic fight, a fight I've been talking about for a long, long time, and uh, I'm glad it's been made. Yeah, yeah. Not, not only that, it is a huge fight and it's a massive fight. It's also a well earned fight because if you look at rewind twelve months, I was I was on small hall shows uh, begging for my big opportunity. 
like literally just over a year ago. Oh, look, do you know what I mean? I've come from small hall to headline shows in America. So, um, so yeah, it's well earned because, like I've said before, I've had nothing given to me. <laughs> I've had to do things very hard. And when it, people were going against me the last few years, I've been saying, no, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And everything I've said, I've been right. So it's, it's well earned. Um, and, yeah, I'm finally getting my respect. You you just mentioned that you've always been an underdog. Everyone's always uh, written you off and, and obviously put you as an underdog. But do you think going into this fight that basically the, the, the pressure is going to be more on Virgil Ortiz? Obviously, he's got that record of being undefeated, 18 knockouts, 18 wins, and it's in America. Yeah. Do you think the pressure is going to be taken off you a little bit going into this fight? Listen, mate, the world is watching Virgil Ortiz. They're watching, they're, the, the world are expecting Virgil Ortiz to go out there and do a job on me. That like he's got sights on the Crawfords, the Spences, the Boots Ennis. It's my job not to let him get there. You know what I mean? Like the world is watching him. Not many people are giving me a chance. But when I go out there and and upset the odds against all odds, then it's going to be a massive shock to everyone else. It's not going to be a massive shock to me. It's not going to be a massive shock to my team because I really do believe I can do this. Brilliant. Uh... I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention it. It's always mentioned every time you do interviews, other people do interviews, and and that's the likes of uh, David Venetian and Conor Ben. Do you think that if one of you guys was to win a world title, that fight more likely to happen with what someone being a world champion? Um. Well, the likes of I would have fought them anyway. Like I would, I doubt they would have fought me over the last couple of years. More. David Avanesian would have probably fought me because he's frustrated and he's um, like a little bit like how I've been. Do you know what I mean? And he deserves a lot. He deserves a world title shot, I believe. Um, but Conor Ben's not going to come anywhere near the likes of us unless it's worth it to him. Do you know what I mean? So I beat Ortiz. That pushes him into a corner a little bit. But until then, like... I've got respect for my rivals. You know what I mean? I'm on my path. Um, I would 100% fight these people. It's never been a secret. Like, it's never been a secret. I've never turned down anything. So, um, I would 100% fight them. But once I deal with Ortiz, it just brings more worth to them fights, doesn't it? I would have fought them before. But now I've got the opportunity to... I've got the opportunity to, like double my worth overnight quadruple my worth overnight so um so yeah like afterwards them fights would be massive for the uk like the connor ben fight would be huge and david evanessian like me against him would be a big, a big fight as well so um so yeah them fights can wait for now like 100%. talking about them guys is on pause for now uh i've got my opportunity um i've got a serious important job to do and once I'll do that, then we can speak. I want to talk a bit about some up-and-coming fights happening, uh, some in the world-weight division and some in the uh, middleweight and stuff like that. But a few good fights coming up. I want to get your, your reactions to who's going to win and why. Yeah. And that is uh, Eubank Jr. versus uh, Liam Williams uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Who do you think wins that fight and why? Um, you, would, uh, you would say Eubanks uh, would be... Eubank would be um, the favourite in that. 
a lot of people would back you, mate. But I'm I'm a man of the underdog, you know. I'm a man of the underdog. I've uh, met Liam Williams a few times. I've actually sparred you, Bank, back in the day when I was younger. But I've met Liam a few times. I like Liam. And I do believe he can pull it off. I know a lot of people might not. But um, I believe he can pull it off. Uh, he's, like, last time out, he was in against, like, Demetrius Andrade. So, um, he's fought at, like, who did Eubank fight last time? Do you know what I mean? Like, so... Yeah. I, I believe um, Liam Williams can pull it off and, and against the odds. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go live with Liam Williams. Another fight is, uh, it's been waiting, we wait, the whole UK has been waiting for this fight for a long, long time and it's finally been announced and that's Khan versus Brooke. Uh, who do you think wins this fight and why? How was it? I've been asked a lot on this and although it's, long past its sell by date it's still a massive fight and everyone's still going to be watching it um i personally don't think either of them will fight afterwards i don't think they need to um i think it's the last fight for them both but i see cal coming out on top late on but i think amir khan will have will be up on the cards i think he'll have a fast start and and i think just cal will get to him at some point and I think he, he knocks Amir Khan out. Okay. And another one is a massive fight is for the undisputed uh, titles and that's uh, Josh, Josh Taylor versus Jack Carroll in Glasgow mm. in, uh, next month. Massive fight finally going to happen after the postponement of the of the last fight. Uh, how do you see this fight uh, going? Well, I've been sparring uh, Josh Taylor the last couple of weeks. Obviously, him needing uh, Southpaw sparring. Um, and in the UK, it's very limited for Southpaw sparring. It's hard to get. So um, I've had the opportunity to go out there a couple of times and spar him. And like, I'm a big fan of them both, really. Like, I like Jack Catterall because he's earned it. He's earned his chance for the world title and he's, he's waited a while as well. Um, more than deserved. Uh, but Josh Taylor is is like achievements speak for itself and who he's beat and like his statistics are unbelievable. Um he's he's not pound for pound for, for no reason, is he? Like he's up there. Uh all four world titles. Um and he's only had what sixteen pro fights. Yeah. Like he's he's a superstar and it's been good to spar in the last couple of weeks. I would I would pick Taylor to beat him. I think I think Taylor would beat him on points. Brilliant. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, like I said, a massive fight coming up for you, a massive couple of weeks for you now. How much should it mean for you and the city of Portsmouth and the UK for you to go out there in America and come back victorious? Huge. It's huge for my city. Like, it's huge for me and my family and my team around me. Obviously, like, for our future, it's great. Um, but for my city, like, once I beat Ortiz, I've earned the right to fight on Fratton Park. Everyone, all my city and all my supporters all goes on about, when are you going to fight at Fratton Park? When are you going to fight? Because that is a dream. But so far, I haven't earned it. When I beat Ortiz, I've earned it. So, um, so yeah, it is massive. And I, I think in terms of sport in Portsmouth, it, it like, not, much, not many things have come close. So, uh, it is big. I've got... Portsmouth behind me um, 
everybody's really excited. Uh, everyone's waiting to look at look at flights as soon as we know the location and stuff. Like I used to, I used to struggle selling tickets in my hometown when I first turned pro. Now I've got people that are willing to travel across to America to watch me fight. So um, I must be doing something good. Yeah. Do you sometimes have to pinch yourself in the way, like you said, you? I remember you watching you watching you fight, and you were fighting on small shows and fighting behind closed doors, especially during during the pandemic. Yeah. To see you now, see yourself now headlining a massive, massive card in America. Do you sometimes have to pinch yourself that this is like it all happened so so quickly? Kind of, because I've been in boxing my whole life. When I was younger, I was expecting to turn pro already on TV. You know, I, I believe my my I was born for my name to be on lights and me to headline big cards on TV. It's just I didn't realise how difficult it was to get there. Um, I didn't have the best amateur pedigree to turn pro with that head start. So I've got, I've had to come from the very bottom of professional boxing. Um, when you have to like struggle to, to sell enough tickets to fight, not getting paid and stuff like that. So um, it's just took me long enough, but it's not a shock that I'm here because I'm good enough. Um, I'm likable, um, and I've earned everything, do you know what I mean? And I've made it look easy, so it's not a shock. Uh, finally, it's all worth it, because I've boxed a long time, and for a long time, I was thinking, I might as well quit, like, this ain't even worth it, do you know what I mean? Like, financially, it was terrible at the beginning and stuff like that, and now it's finally worth it, so I'm in a, like, I'm in a good place, a good position, um, and yeah, like, I'm ready to change my life. Brilliant. Uh, a couple more questions. Uh, have you got a message for Virgil Ortiz going into this fight? Yeah, like, my message for Ortiz and his team is don't overlook McKinson because I'm that banana skin. Like, I am that banana skin. Um, I've been doubted many times and I've overcome every challenge possible with a smile on my face. Like, I know this is, like I said before, this is, I've got to climb a mountain. This is a mountain to climb, but I know I can do it. That's why I'm so happy. I'm in a good place. Um, I'm very focused and I can't wait. Um, Michael, before I let you go, have you got a message for the fans tuning in live on the zone, watching your fight and for the city of Portsmouth? Yeah, like, obviously I haven't had any, like, my full support since November 2019, but it's still ever growing online and, like my popularity in my city, like I'm very likable and my my support has grown. So um I know there's not gonna be mega amounts coming over to America. But once I beat Ortiz, I'm I'm sure I'll have a homecoming for everybody. Brilliant. I'm looking forward to the fight. Fantastic fight made up for you that you're that you're gonna be getting this opportunity. And I can't wait to watch your fight. And I wish you all the best going into the fight. Brilliant mate. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Take care now. All the best. Nice one. Bye-bye. Hey, Fight Fans. It's Michelle Joy Phelps. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button below so that you can receive an alert every time we upload a new video. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.